Hello, how's it going? And welcome to the Articufilm podcast with Ben and Jacob. Good pod coming up for you today. On the way, we're going to be reviewing Cursed, Clemency and The Fatal Affair. Plus, we have our classic movie watch in the form of Wedding Crashers. It's really weird, Ben. Things are starting to go back to normal. I know. In the UK, anyway. Yeah, I know. It's like this has been the hardest week to get everything organised by far. It has, because we're both actually really busy. Like, we're recording this podcast with about 15 minutes notice. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we got our plan. We planned what we were going to say, but 15 minutes or so notice, just because we're purely both so busy, we can go out and we can see people, obviously keeping our one metre plus. Um, oh, I'm not. But ben, you can't say that. <laughs> no. You can't, I can't believe you just said that. No one's going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> Be more confident in this podcast. Um, one question before we get into the news. Have you been to the cinema yet? I have not yet because... I'm disappointed. I, no, I'm waiting for Tenet and right. um, I don't really fancy going to watch The Empire Strikes Back or any previous Batman film, which is all Wait, the local... Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, they're doing, it, they're doing like, all the Star Wars films. That's literally the only thing in cinemas at the moment. Because there's no new releases. I'm text after this. After this, I'm texting my mate and being like, "We are going to the cinema. Are they doing it in 3D? Because obviously, a lot of the original ones weren't in 3D. I know they remade the Phantom Menace a few years ago uh, to do it in 3D. Do you know? If I don't know if they're doing it or free in 3D or not. I kind of hope uh, not. Could you imagine if you already have your mask on? The 3D goggles would just be a nightmare. Oh yeah, no, that'd be too much. That'd be too much, and you will not be returning those 3D goggles. Yeah. Would you? You'd have to walk out with them on and then look like a bit of an idiot. Exactly. Let's get on with the pod. And if you were listening to last week's pod, uh, you will know that we start the pod a little bit differently now. We start by just reacting to the top news headlines from the week, from the world of TV and film. Uh, The challenge me and Ben have set ourselves is to react to these headlines using as little words as possible. Last week, that did not go very well. Let's be honest, Ben. We uh, rambled way too much, seemingly about Chicken Run and Batwoman. So let's see if this week we can have any more luck. <laughs> oh, I can't Headline. wait for more Chicken oh, Run this news. Is, why, is, why is this so tense? Like, I just feel so tense <laughs> doing the news. Read it. Read it like a proper newsreader. Okay. Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling to star in the Netflix movie by the... Russo Brothers. By the Russo brothers called The Grey Man. And it's a James Bond-style thriller with Netflix's biggest budget. That sounds good. Can we yeah. just clarify that Chris Evans is not... Not radio, radio DJ Captain America Chris Evans. Yeah. And um, sounds very exciting. I mean... It does. A James Bond kind of thing. James, Big budget. I mean, Russo brothers did the last couple of Marvel films, but they obviously did Captain America The Winter Soldier which was inspired by the 70s-style spy thrillers and my favourite of the Marvel films, so I'm excited. Oh, while we're on the Marvel films, by the way, I've started watching them all in order. Mm. Which one are you on? Uh, Iron Man 2. I would be on Hulk. It's meant to go Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, but the Hulk, the one in 2008 version... It's not on Disney Plus. Yeah, because they don't own the rights to it. Because they didn't. I know, but no, don't they like part of their thing is every Disney show ever. I know, but Disney are liars. There we go. <laughs> I don't think all of them uh, are on the news. Now. Ben, do you wanna do you wanna read the next headline? Yep. So Noah Centineo. Newsreader voice, please. No, newsreader okay. voice, please. 
Noah Centineo, from To All The Boys franchise, joins Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam film as Atom Smasher, a DC comic book hero who can shrink. Um, this used kind of... Conf- I know who Atom is. Do you? Is he... You're the DC fan. Is this big news? This is big news. And the fact that The Rock's in it as well. Well, is... Oh, this can, is good. Is Black Adam, that's like Deadpool. That's how it... Yeah. Went. But as Atom Smasher, there's a guy called the Atom in the Arrowverse that shrinks. Yeah, so I think that's the same character. And Atom's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a film about a baddie facing off a goodie, but the baddie's the lead. I think so. And is Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing... Black Adam. Adam. That sounds really good, actually. I know. I like that. Yeah, I'm excited for the Black Adam Shazam fight whenever that gets together, because I obsessed with Zachary Levy, but otherwise... I still want The Rock to get president, because he's going for it at some point, supposedly. Yeah, but I don't know his politics yet, so I'm not going to say... Do we want want Kanye West to get it? Over the other two, definitely. I I like watching the world burn. Let's keep this going. (laughs) And the final headline of the week. Uh, News reading the voice. John Hamm to star in reboot of Chevy Case comedy Fletch. Have you seen the original Fletch? No. I haven't either, but I'm slightly nervous because lots of the National Lampoon Chevy Chase stuff, which has been rebooted recently, hasn't worked. However, if anyone can do it, John Hamm can. I love how much faith you've got in John Hamm. John Hamm's great. He's so underrated. I could just watch him. Is. I'm going to be honest, I have no clue who he is. Ma- Don Draper, Mad Men? Yeah, no. Um, uh, Baby Driver? Know. Ben, I don't know who he is. <laughs> okay, you'll recognise him if I was to send you a photo. There's no point listing all these films that I still don't know. I've never heard the films. <laughs> okay. Should we get on with the reviews? Yes, let's get on with them. Up first, a Netflix original, Cursed. Ben, what do we think? Uh, I quite like Cursed. It's a retail retelling of the King Arthur legends about the teenage sorceress Nemu, who joins forces with a young and charming mercenary named Arthur on a mission to save her people. I mean, Nemu, for those people who don't know all the Arthurian legend stuff, she's the lady in the lake. I mean, the show starts slow, but it does get worth it. It is worth your time if you put the hours in. I mean, we've all seen so how many, many episodes and how long? How many episodes and how long? Is Ten hour-long episodes, and it does have the Netflix bloat problem. They probably should have done it in six or eight episodes, but its back end is very strong. Um, we've all seen so many King Arthur shows. I mean, there was Merlin a few years ago. If you're British, there was that Guy Ritchie film that came out a few years and bombed. But I do feel like this is slightly new and interesting. I mean, Kathleen Langford's a brilliant lead in anything she's in, and it's always good to see her play the Lady of the Lake. And Devon Terrell's brilliant as Arthur, even though he's not king yet, and Gustav Skarsgård plays an interesting type of Merlin. Slow to get going, but I think it's a cam watch. The last few episodes are really, really good. So I know that if you're watching it and liking it, you should keep going. So you are giving it a can watch? Can watch. Catholic. So middle of the road kind of ranking. Yeah. Middle of the road. I mean, it's a very good week this week. So that's is kind it, of why it's not like a, 
It right. does look like a strong week, I have to be honest. But Catherine Langford, as ever, is amazing. She's so good. You don't know who she is, do you? No, I do. I do. I actually do. I can't I can't picture her and I can't tell you what she's done, but I've heard of the name, which for me is something. It's an improvement. She was the girl in 13 Reasons Why. Oh, the lead girl. <laughs> yeah. I know who she is. She's also a nice yeah. out, which is brilliant. So... She's done. She's... That sounds scary. She clearly likes her her dark kind. Of... She does like the dark comedies, but uh, she's she's really good. There's lots. Of... Reasons why is not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, but you she's... just said a dark comedy. That is not. A comedy. I was that I was thinking of Knives Out, funny. and I was thinking of all of her other work she's done recently, which is more comedic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've only seen Thirteen Reasons Why out of those shows, but that what? is not funny. Watch that Knives Out. That's show. a great film. Knives Out? Yeah. That keeps coming up on my suggested on Netflix. By Ryan... It's not on Netflix yet, but it's by Ryan Jos- Johnson. From... Where does that keep coming up on my... Where do I keep seeing that then? Because it does keep coming up somewhere. I don't know. Probably in conversation. Yeah, maybe. What's it, like, premiering it's, on? Uh, well, it's on DVD at the moment. It's the one where Day- oh. Daniel Craig played an over-the-top Ferraro-style detective directed by the guy who did The Last Jedi. It's also got Chris Evans, Captain America, saying eat shit about a hundred times. So, uh, and that was a quote. So it's not swearing. We got away. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to put the explicit on the uh, on the podcast. Moving on to our next show, we are going to be reviewing here uh, today, Clemency, which is a VOD release. Yeah. Um, so what the is films, a VOD release. The film's been released on video on demand. It was, I guess, cinematic release over here. It did in the states. But is it because of Corona it didn't? Or? Because of Corona. It's yeah. brilliant. It should have been seen on a big screen, but it's unfortunate we've got it like this. The films well, are... if you're rich, if you're rich, you can have a big screen. Yeah. So if you're rich, you can still see it on a big and screen. And if you can afford to pay fifteen ninety nine just to rent a film, then... Oh my gosh, is that how much it is? They're expensive. $15.99? What, it's 50? 15 Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say fifty ninety nine. That would have been ridiculous. I don't even think if it was a Star Wars film, I'd pay that much. Yeah, I wouldn't pay fifty quid for any film. I still wouldn't pay sixteen quid, which is how much it's charged for. Yeah, I know it's because that's like well, the. Did you did you do that? No, I have a thing, but um, so uh, I'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, like I saw it, and to be fair, it's fifteen ninety nine because. In, like, London and Manchester and Liverpool and all the big cities, that's how much a cinema ticket costs. It's only where yeah. we live you can get them for, like, a fiver. You can, if that, sometimes. <laughs> you can get, like, free for, like, ten quid. It's great over here. Oh, yeah, but then, over here, you mean down here. In London, you'll have, like, an hour plus of trailers before the film. Like, genuinely. Trailers are the best bit. Are you joking? <laughs> Anyway, let's get describing Clemency. Uh, it's about Bernadine Williams, who's a prison warder, and over the years she's been drifting away from her husband while carrying out the ex- executions of the maximum security prisoners who are on death row. Uh, she strikes a unique bond with prisoner Anthony Woods, and the whole thing is where the emotions peeled back. Bernadine begins to understand these men who are often um, condemned to death. And she finds out their good intentions and it's trying to really understand and have a conversation about the death penalty and in that it works. 
I mean, this movie would not work if it wasn't for Alfred Woodart's unbelievable performance on her as Bernadette. She, you can see her struggling with the fate that these death row inmates are suffering, particularly once she gets to know them. And you can, it's almost like a documentary and how hard it can hit you. I remember watching the Life on Documentary, Life on Death Row documentary that was on BBC Three a couple of years ago. And it's similar to that in how emotional this film is. She's just... Woodard was snubbed for the Oscar last year. She was eligible. She should have won it. I know it's a small film, but this performance is so you much better. What? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger for playing Judy Garland. And Alfre Woodard to not even get nominated stings because the whole film's on her shoulders and it's only good because of her. I'm I'm so excited to uh, be doing this pod during the Oscars next year. Yeah, in April. Are we staying up for it? Well, it depends. You might have an exam at that point. E- oh, yeah. <laughs> they've, <Hey> been, <laughs> they've been postponed, so they'll be near your exam. So uh, I'm not, I'm yeah. staying out of this. <laughs> yeah. It's your decision. <laughs> I'll yeah. be up. If I've got an exam, then probably not. Anyway, shall we do the classic film watch? Yeah, should we do... Oh, no, what? hang on. What are we giving Clemency first? Oh, must watch what you've can. is or an away. absolute must-watch. One of the best films of the year so far. Even though I yep. seemingly say that every week. <laughs> yes, indeed, you do. I feel like we should go back through all the pods and listen to... Uh, how many films you've said the best film of the year for, and then at the end of the year, you can actually say which one was the best film. Well, like, it's or because you can do, often... just do that anyway without us having to go back and listen. Often I don't really have enough time to think about these statements. And, like, I watched Clemency yesterday, and it you need lots of time, I find, with films to let it die down. Because when you yeah. first watch something, you're either like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen, or, oh, my God, that's awful. But once you get more time away from it, the opinion changes in a weird... It's weird how films do that to you. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, should we get on with Wedding Crashes then? Love Biv Wedding Crashes. Do you want to describe the plot for everyone? No. <laughs> I watched it... I watched it drunk. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... I watched it. I watched it a little intoxicated. Not like I can remember it, but I just feel like I don't want to give out any misinformation. I can imagine it's a great film to watch drunk, though. Oh, I I'm loved not... it. Don't get me wrong. I think I know what happened, but I don't want to give like a full plot description in case I just do it wrong. So like, the yeah, the film's about two womanizers who gate crash weddings to kind of sleep with the bridesmaids and then one of them ends up falling in love with them at a wedding and everything goes badly badly wrong yeah i really like it that's what i got that's actually what i got from it i'm so happy i understood it i really like it i mean owen wilson i mean it's not it's not hard to follow though is it it's not it's not challenging um, if I and i can watch it right and i can understand it and i can understand it drunk not it's not hard to watch really simple <laughs> very simple i loved it though i was saying to ben before we came on air um i think that the whole production of it the whole film itself has aged a bit but 
comedy still there. I don't think the comedy's aged, but I do think the production has. But I still think it is a it's a cracking film. It's a nice watch. Like I said, watch it when you're drunk. It's good. I mean, there I are some I it. favorite. It's my favorite um, classic film watch uh, we've done. Yeah, I mean, um, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are fantastic. I mean, the script. I was kind of raising my eyebrows a bit, and I felt yeah, some p- of it's a bit cringe. Yeah, and also there were scenes I don't think you would get away with now. Which is what I liked. Yeah, but... I don't know if I should say that. No, I mean, I think the scene where Isla Fisher kind of... And they play that where she's fucking the guy who doesn't want to for laughs. I felt that made... Yeah. That was uncomfortable. Um, And I do think... I'm in the odd minority, clearly, who thinks the way we're going with comedy and having lots of the less offensive stuff in it is actually a good thing. So... I just love, uh, I don't know, I, I think there's a fine line, isn't there? I don't think Wedding Crash has necessarily crossed it too heavily, but I do think that it maybe would not be allowed to feature some of the things it featured if it was released. Yeah, I mean, there's a fine line between comedy and hate speech. And I think... Exactly. I think self-deprecational humour... But I think the actors, I think the actors in Wedding Crashes handled it very well. Yeah, they were great. Those two, yeah. Farrell, uh, no, Wilson and Vaughn, are always phenomenal. So we knew they were going they've to be great. They've been in much else. Uh, they've been in tons else. Have you not seen them in anything? Uh, tell me what. Zoolander? I've seen that. Yeah, he's the blonde guy. It's the same dude. Oh! Marley oh, yeah. and me. They were both in the uh, internship, which I really like. I know I'm on a very odd one out list there but i find that film no i haven't i haven't, I haven't watched that oh the internships no, 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 no. the internships by the same people it's really charming it's about people who become interns at google i was gonna say wedding crashes loved it mm. i'm gonna personally give it a watch if you can uh i don't think you're missing out on anything by not watching it but i do think it's a nice pleasant watch ben what are you giving it well i wouldn't say it's a must watch for no. any but it is one of those things where if you admit to having not watched Wedding Crashers, people do look at you a bit funny. Yeah, I like find. You did when so I if, said I haven't watched if it. you've not watched it, you should probably think about watching it for your social standing. It's good. It's a good watch. Just, Particularly if you're listening to this podcast, preferably you're interested in film and TV. Um, and if you haven't watched Wedding Crashers and you're into film and TV, might want to go do that. Well, if you uh, haven't. This is the this is the point on the podcast last week where you had to to go and get a drink. Can you just confirm you're not having to do that today? I haven't even started my water. My voice is You've holding out. Water and you got tea, haven't you? Yep, I've got my cup of tea. I've got my glass of water. All fine here. How's your voice going? I'm, my voice is doing fine. You know, do you remember when I did a play and I had to drink? You were in the play. It was Macbeth. I had to have a swig of water. And I choked on it and I couldn't get my words out. Do you remember that? So yeah. just be careful when you're drinking water because one of my lines was, and we follow them. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, but Shakespeare's like. hard enough anyway when you're not drinking water. So uh... I know. I was just trying to keep a straight face because everyone else on stage knew and I could see some of my like, peers in the audience just thinking, oh dear. Peers, oh, dear. who says that? Just choked on water. Yeah, I mean, neither of us are ever any good at Shakespeare, let's be honest. Excuse me, I thought I did all right in... Um, did I not? <laughs> no, you were fine. Let's... Uh, was you I were... good in... You Hang were on. good. 
off topic, was I good in much to do about nothing? Yeah, you were great in it. I mean, <laughs> this whole topic kind of, it proves that we're actually mates outside of the pod, but uh, for everyone else who's listening, they must be so confused right now. But can you just tell me I was good one more time? You were good. If you need the Thank ego you very trip. much, so would you. <laughs> On now with the pod, Netflix original Fatal Affair. Yeah, so um, this is the latest Netflix, um, slightly iffy, I don't want to say erotica. You're not a fan. Let's be honest, you're not a fan. Oh, it's not good. It's kind of, it's about a woman who is tries... It, is, it just something, is it just something you didn't enjoy or is it genuinely bad? I sent a few mates to watch this because I knew I wasn't going to like it when I watched it and I wanted right. to see if it was just like film critic-y thing or uh, everyone hates it and most of my mates didn't like it and they were women and I think these are the target markets for that. It's about a woman who tries to mend her marriage after a brief encounter with an old friend. She soon realises that her ex-lover is more dangerous and unstable than she thought. I mean, during lockdown, Netflix have been doing really, really well with their eroticas. That just sounds awful, mate. It just sounds so cringe and, like, cliche and just boring. I mean, it's less offensive than 365 Days, but that's not hard. Um, Nia Long and Omar Epps, they have a really weird chemistry. I know it's meant to be, but the romantic melodrama just feels cliche and clunky. Um... It's really predictable. I mean, you could describe the plot having heard the title word for word. It's exactly what you expect it to be. And I don't think it works for anyone. I just think it's too violent. It's too uncomfortable. I think. Did they try too hard, would you say? They tried too hard, particularly lots of the erotic bits. And I'm like, if you're watching this and turned on, you need help. If you're watching this with someone who's turned on, and if you're in a romantic relationship with that person, maybe you need so to start words, thinking about moving on. It. Don't watch it. Would you it. not watch it with your parents? Definitely do not watch it with your parents, yeah? No, yeah, don't watch it with anyone who you want to keep a relationship with afterwards. Because it's you're... awkward. It's awkward. Did you make that mistake? No, I watched it on my own. In my room. Which was probably weird. decision. So, what are you giving that? I'm going to take a guess and say that it's a runaway like the plague. I might be wrong, but... Oh, it's a must-watch, right. of course. No, it is. Oh, oh it's a must-watch, <laughs> of course, <laughs> It's like cats. It's a runaway. It's, it's <laughs> runaway. There we go. Yeah, don't. On to the final show we are going to be reviewing on today's podcast. By the way, uh, just before we get to the end, thank you so much for listening. Please do uh, like this podcast. Please do tell your mates about it and... Um, we just yeah. love to hear from you if you're listening if you're enjoying it telling us what you're liking what you're not liking we'd quite yeah, like to hear some people are actually listening it. we'd love to hear some reviews as well because we're yeah. always reviewing other people's work maybe it's time some people review ours would you read or reviews? maybe destructive criticism i think that might be better or just say you're awful because we both know we are so uh <laughs> You, I don't. I'm offended, mate. I don't think I'm awful. I just, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm amazing, but now I think we found a good rhythm here. I think it's just fun. Hopefully, that if you're listening right now, you're just having fun with us, yeah, because we're having we're having fun making it. So now to the final uh, show we're going to be reviewing uh, the plot against America, which is a Sky Atlantic TV show. Um, so it's an alternative American history during World War II, told through the eyes of a New Jersey family. 
uh, a Jewish New Jersey family, after the political rise of Charles Lindenberg, who became president and turned the nation towards fascism. I mean, Lindenberg, we hear of, who's the guy over here who was in Peaky Blinders? Um, Mo- Mosley. We hear of Mosley quite mean, often. No, I know you mean, I just can't think of the name. Yeah, so in America in 1936, the person who, Charles Lindenberg, ran for president against, um, who would have been Roosevelt, and uh, he nearly turned America fascist, which would have made our current world completely different. And it's a, always an interesting take when you see those and you see these people try and give the ideas. I mean, it's made by HBO in the States, which shows quality. If you ever hear something's a HBO show, then you know it's going to be great. It's well produced. The direction... I think a lot of... Obviously, it's on Sky. I think a lot of Sky shows are pretty strong. Well, most Sky shows are HBO shows, so... Or most of their good ones are HBO. I mean, it's really well directed. It's really slick. It's subtle. It's based off Philip Roth's 2004 novel. And I've actually... He's one of the only people I've ever read. His books are quite good. And I'm always intrigued whenever I find out... We're We're not big readers. Ben, in particular, is an okay reader, but is a massive watcher. Yeah, I watch. We both Me? watch a lot more than we read. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's evident uh, from listening to the podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, if you need any more evidence for why you should watch this six-episode miniseries, it's created by David Simon and Ed Burns, whose last show together was The Wire, which many people argue is the greatest. Well, that many people argue is the greatest TV show of all time. So, uh, I'd say Prison Break is, but sure. Yeah, but um, you haven't seen The Wire. <laughs> That's true. But you haven't seen Prison Break. I have watched the first season, and I knew. Uh, did you like it? I did like the first season, but we all know there shouldn't have been any seasons of Prison Break afterwards. There should have been a second. What, for him Not to get third, caught? But... No, about how he doesn't get caught. Okay, we can have this discussion on another pod. I think it's time. Or or off air because Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for Ramsey's insult nightmares. Yes, so it's my turn this week uh, to pick the best Gordon Ramsay quote of all time. Uh, we've had some pretty good Gordon Ramsay quotes in the last couple of weeks, but I think that I have found I think I found a good one. Yeah, I think we should both do one more after this and then move on. Yeah, find something else. So th- we'll, we've only got two more after this. <laughs> Thank God, if you're listening and hate it. Um, okay, my quote is, For what we are about to eat, may the Lord make us truly not vomit. <laughs> that is quite good. That's and good. I, I can imagine that, that in Hell's Kitchen or Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare be much better I can imagine it working. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good one. I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. Not as good as the Nemo one? Better than the Nemo one? I feel like that's better than the Nemo one. Really? But it's slightly, that... it's slightly worrying how we can only remember the first one of these we did. No, I can remember the Weasley one. There was one about vampires. Yeah. The Weasley one. And there was another one as well. Oh, I can't remember them. Anyway. Maybe two other ones. <laughs> If you can, watch Plot Against America and Clemency. They're by far the best shows of the week. 
Uh, Casters are right and Fatal Affair is terrible. We'll be back next week. Is that, is that the order? That is the order. Uh, next week. What classic film watch are we doing in two weeks' time? It's Babe. <laughs> are you actually going to make me watch something called Babe? It's the film yeah. about the pig. <laughs> oh, I've watched that! It's the film about the pig that managed to get a Best Picture nomination at the Oscars, yeah. so... Uh, Yes, I've watched that. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, if you ever... The 90s was such a weird year for Oscars. I mean, I'm pretty sure this got nominated the same year as The Full Monty, so... Uh, Wait, is Babe... Is it like Charlotte's Web? It is like Charlotte's Web. Yeah. There were a lot of pig films a few years ago. I have no idea why. <laughs> same. Talking pigs, who knew there was an audience for them? <laughs> exactly. Ben, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for still putting up with me on this podcast. I've had a lot of fun doing it. It's the highlight uh, of my same week. Time, yeah, genuinely. Um, same time next week. See you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.